Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. What excites God? Have you ever thought about that question? It's easy to know what we are excited about. We can simply examine where our time goes, where our money goes, what we put the most energy into, what we devote our lives to. That's what excites us. But what excites God? Does God get excited? Well, he is our creator. He fashioned us to be like him. He has emotions just like we do. He can be sad. He can be happy. He can be angry. And he can be excited. Now, God is excited about many things. But really, you could say that perhaps the, the thing he's most excited about can be summed up in, in just one word, light. That's right, light. God himself is brilliantly, blindingly bright with light. Psalm 104 verse 2 says, God covers himself with light as with a garment. In an article from the Royal Vision of May-June 2010, titled The Bride of Light, Mr. Ryan Malone wrote about what excites God. And the fact that God is light and that he is clothed with light and that he has created suns out there in the universe that just blast light and fire should tell us that God is passionate about light. He is excited about light. James 1 verse 17 calls God the father of lights. But it's not just about physical light. As Mr. Malone points out here, it's really about spiritual light. God gets excited about spiritual light. That has to do with us. So really, if you want to rephrase what God gets excited about, you could say, God gets excited about you. Now that is quite humbling to think about. But the fact that God can shine his spiritual light in us and through us the fact that he wants us to be a light to the world just shows how much God thinks of us, how excited God gets about us. He is light, but he wants us to be light just like him. 
And what's really exciting is that spiritual light is far more powerful than physical light. Yes, suns in the universe are dazzling. They're overwhelming. We get sunburn here on earth from a sun that is millions of miles away. That's how bright it is. And yet there has been a sun measured that's probably about 150 times larger than our sun. Imagine the sunburn you'd get from that thing. Yet God says the light that can be in us is way brighter than that. Hard to even imagine, really. Here in this article, again, the Bride of Light from the May-June 2010 Royal Vision, Mr. Ryan Malone writes, God fathered that great expanse of physical light through creating it by fiat. So he's talking about the light out there in the universe. And then he says, but he fathers this greater creation of light by begetting these individuals. So you have the creation of light, physical light, where God could simply command the word who later became Christ to use the power of the Holy Spirit to instantly create physical light. At the snap of the fingers, physical light could be created. And yet spiritual light takes a little bit longer. And God has to go through a whole extended process with each one of us to make us light. It is a begettal gestation and birth process. So you have this analogy of physical life to spiritual life, how babies develop in the womb before birth. And we also develop before spiritual birth as sons of light. And it does take a lifetime. It, it takes a long time to build this kind of light. God has to be extremely patient with us. Mr. Malone quotes Mystery of the Ages, in which the late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong called spiritual light this creative process in human beings the supreme creative accomplishment. Think about that. Of all the things God is able to do, of all the spectacular things he has made, out of all his limitless abilities, the very pinnacle of what he can do is being done in you. Or it will be one day. If you choose it. We all have to choose it. But this spiritual light, this creation process that's going on in human beings is the very peak of what God can do. Again, very humbling to think about. 
Mr. Malone said, when you consider the masterful design of the material universe, that's quite a statement. It's, it's really hard for God to develop character in sinning human beings. Beings who are so naturally hostile to him and opposed to his plan for us. But Mr. Armstrong said that perfect, holy, and righteous character is the supreme feat of accomplishment possible for Almighty God, the Creator. Well, that's the, the very best God can do because of how hard we make it for him. I mean, it is a miraculous process to turn human beings into sons of light. Dazzling, radiant, brilliant, beautiful light. Mr. Malone writes, God the Father imbues us with his Holy Spirit, his luminous nature and character. And we grow in that as a begotten cell grows within the womb. See another analogy to the physical birth process, gestation process. Mr. Malone points out here that if James 1 verse 17 calls God the father of lights, well, who is he the father of? Mr. Malone says he's the father of us. We can be lights too. He is the father of lights. We being those lights. Now that's pretty impressive. That's pretty exciting. Now, the whole reason I was thinking about this subject, what excites God, is because I was having a little bit of trouble getting excited. Now, perhaps you've experienced this too. Perhaps sometimes when you roll out of bed in the morning, the first thought that bombards your mind has to do with, oh, I have to do this and this and this today. It's going to be a hard day. And it can be easy to get into maybe a bit of a mopey attitude over the challenges and the responsibilities that God gives us each day. It's this have to attitude. I have to do this. I have to do that. When really we should say, I get to, I get to build God's character today. I get to have these experiences that will make me a better person. When we see the vision behind our daily lives and responsibilities, how could we not be more excited like God? But we all know what it's like when that excitement is absent. When we lack excitement, something has to take its place. It could be laziness, half-heartedness, dread, Fear. Second Timothy one verse seven says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power 
and of love and of a sound mind. You see, we can vanquish fear. We can learn to take a positive approach to life. We can learn to be excited like God is. He's excited about light. He's excited about us and shining his light in us. And we can be excited about the same thing. We don't have to dread waking up in the morning, knowing what's facing us. God gives us access to a special power that can break us through those barriers. But it's hard to get excited about what God gets excited about. We don't naturally think like God. We don't naturally do things the way God does. We are resisted all the time. There's a war going on for our minds. You have God on one side and Satan on the other. And we have to choose to yield to God or else Satan will certainly win. He'll take over your mind if you let him. And then your mind will be darkness and negativity and depression and discouragement. It won't be light. Only God can give us light. And that's what we need. We desperately need that. But where does that light come from? Where does that excitement come from? What kind of excitement will really last? A lot of people devote their lives to a passion. Maybe it's a sport or a musical instrument, art, whatever profession possibly, travel. But are those fail-safe sources of excitement? Is it impossible to get discouraged when those are the focus of our lives? Well, what do we hear about all the time today? It's mental health. We have to take a step away to work on mental health. It seems like everyone is developing some sort of what they call a mental health problem. And they're trying to fix it. They don't know what to do to fix it. And we're talking about people who have millions and millions of dollars, opportunities like most of us couldn't even dream of, and yet they're struggling with mental health. They're discouraged and depressed. What's wrong here? Clearly, money and fame and chasing a passion will not automatically bring us lasting excitement. It will not fill us with light. Only what excites God can permanently excite us, 
God is excited about light. He is excited about transforming us into sons of light. And that's exactly what should excite us too. That purpose, that potential. Being excited about ourselves often leads to selfishness and materialism. But we should be excited about our purpose and potential. That's what will give our lives the right direction. Notice here, Colossians chapter 3. It does take serious effort to get excited about this the way God is. It takes constant contact with God, asking him for help to think like him, to have the same desires as him. Colossians 3 verses 1 through 2 say, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, obviously, this is easier said than done. How do we set our affection on spiritual things, on God, on righteousness, on his kingdom, instead of material things? the things that automatically cloud our minds. Well, it's certainly not easy, but like I said, every day, whether we realize it or not, we are fighting a battle for our own minds. Either our mind yields to God or it submits to Satan. There's, truly no in-between. And so it has to do with our minds. What do we fill our minds with? Sometimes I challenge myself to go to pcg.church or thetrumpet.com and just read as many articles on those websites as possible in one day. Or maybe listen to a few KPCG shows in one day. And it's amazing how much that helps. There's a huge music archive at pcg.church as well. I would really recommend listening to that kind of music. Godly music. It really does lift the spirits. It does refocus the mind but it's about what we put into our minds that is how we can learn to be excited the way god is obviously if our minds are saturated with worldly entertainment and the cares of the flesh then we're not going to be excited the way god is Notice here, Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, 
If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, to be able to think on those things, our minds must be filled with those things. Bible study, church literature produced by the Philadelphia Church of God, the church websites, the church programs. There's so much that you would have to really set a detailed schedule to consume all of it. I think it technically is possible, though. But we have to think on these things. We have to think on light and truth. We have to think about our future as sons of light. That's what should get us excited. That's what excites God. Why can't that excite us too? Why can't we set our affection on that? Filling our minds with God's truth and God's light and then thinking about it, realizing how blessed we really are. Counting our blessings, that is a huge way to become excited like God. To be more positive each day. Every year before the spring holy days, members of the PCG deleaven our property. <laughs> Basically, that means we turn our homes and our cars and our offices upside down. And we clean thoroughly. We get out all the bread because during the Days of Unleavened Bread festival each spring, bread pictures sin. And so we're trying to attack sin, get it out, eliminate that darkness and replace it with light. And sometimes I find myself a little bit reluctant to get started deleavening each year. And it's only by thinking about the significance of that practice, the spiritual meaning and depth of deleavening, that I can really get excited about it. It does take time. It does take effort to try to think about these things the way God does. We have to be on track and think like God so we can be excited like God. And when we realize that deleavening is a type of eliminating sin and becoming more like God, the father of lights, then we can really attack. Then we can really vigorously clean and violently deleaven. And it can become quite an enriching experience. It's just a matter of thinking about it the way God does. Sometimes when I have a particularly busy day, I just have to look around me at the three beautiful people in my family and think, why not, why not set an example for them and be positive for them and show them how to work hard? Why not do it for them? There are so many things, so many blessings in all of our lives that should really get us excited. 
Notice here Matthew 6, verses 19 through 20. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Treasures in heaven. Do we think about it that way? Do we think about our future that way? Do we think about God's truth that way? Is it spiritual treasure? Is that the kind of light that shines in us? Is that where we set our affection? Because if we do, if we really do lay up treasures in heaven, we'll be full of light. And we will be excited just like God. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.